everybody. Hope you're doing good. Thursday night, we are live. Only on YouTube, though, because we've been banned from doing live videos on Facebook until October sometime. Allegedly for putting out false information about COVID-19, which was completely not false information. It was a report off of Tucker Carlson that I replayed onto my Facebook podcast. So we've been banned off of Facebook for sometime until October, in, in the month of October somewhere. We are, we are, of course, live here on YouTube. We're going to be looking at trying to be live if it's possible. Just signed up for Rumble. I'm going to try to be live on Rumble also on Saturday. Maybe with some other options also. Of course, we'll be putting this video on Facebook, but it won't be live. But it'll be on my Facebook page, church's Facebook page, the Pastor Tom page, so all three pages. It'll be live. It'll not be live, but it'll be the, the video will be on there. And this is why I've been saying for a long time we're going to have to be looking at other, uh, you know, other platforms, other places to do these things because we're going to get habitually banned one right after another. You're going to see, you know, what happened with us was I think we must have crested into a number where they started to pay attention because we were banned on Saturday, and before I even left the building, we had which I leave the building about a half an hour after we're done. We had 16,000 views plus at that time, 22,000 views inside of five hours. And the next thing I know by the morning, I found out that we had been banned. So that's just the way it's going to go for a lot of people. It's been going on for a long time. People who make their money off of these platforms, big name conservatives, liberals, whatever, but mainly, of course, it's not mainly, it's exclusively Exclusively liberals, or I mean, exclusive, exclusively conservatives, are being demonetized and deplatformed on a regular basis, and we're just going to have to have you're going to have to gird yourself up and be ready for a mass exodus from many things in this culture that we're in right now because it's not welcoming to Christians and it's not welcoming to conservatives. They'll deny it. They'll deny it. Zuckerberg will deny it. Google, which owns YouTube, will deny it. The other uh, Twitter, well, they don't even deny it. Jack Dorsey just doesn't care. But Jack Dorsey, Twitter's just his little plaything. He's not, he doesn't even care about it. Twitter loses money every year, but he just bans everybody, including the president, off of Twitter. And we just have to be ready for it. So right now we're live on Periscope, we're live on YouTube, and we're going to try on. Saturday to be live on Rumble also as we going to listen we're going to try to stake our claim in other platforms now because you know who wants to sit here and work so hard to put these broadcasts together and then be deplatformed in a moment's notice I mean basically the way that I look at it is everybody's just a farm animal and they say you know go out in your little field there and you can be free until we decide that we're going to cordon you off or take you down or slaughter you whatever it is it's like it's it it's just getting old. I've the main person that I probably watch more than anybody else is Dan Bongino, and he's been censored so many times, and he's basically totally demonetized off of YouTube. And we'll be praying over Dan Bongino's medical latest uh, medical forecast that came out for him, and uh, we'll be praying over that at the end. But anyway, so that's where we are. That's it's not just where we are; it's also figurative. It's where we are as a, as a society. These mega tech tyrant platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
listen, they're just going to censor us and it's going to get worse and worse up till November 3rd. And who knows, uh, who knows after that? And so they need to, they need to have competition. They need to know there needs to be repercussions for their actions. And there just hasn't been any, there's been no other place to go. Well, hopefully now, but what has to happen though, is the people have to be inconvenienced. You may have to switch to MeWe for Facebook. You may have to switch to Parler for Twitter. And you'll be like, well, there's not as much on there. Well, we all just need to pay the price and, and do what it takes and get over there and, uh, you know, get on these, what we call smaller platforms for now. Bongino put it this way. Every time they, de you know, take his content down or tell, you know, put out that it's false information, they gain 500,000 people on Parler. That's how, that's how it has to go. People are like, well, we need to be unified. You can't be. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing people say that we need to be unified. How you be? How can you be unified with somebody who's trying to deplatform you? How can you be unified with a socialist? How can you be unified with those who slaughter the unborn? We need to come together as Americans. It's not going to happen. Listen, we, I'll, I'll tolerate other Americans. I don't have live and let live. I don't really care what your beliefs are. Believe what you want to believe. Live and let live. As long as you're not trying to haul me off to prison or deplatforming me because I'm a conservative, and that's the only reason. You know, who's to say that? You know what I was de what I was deplatformed for, taken down on Facebook for, banned on Facebook, was a video that I put up from the from the Chinese scientist <clears throat> that was put on Tucker Carlson's show. How does how do their fact checkers and I just notice this too? Whenever a Democrat gets caught in a debate now and they're being proved wrong, do you know what they say? Well, you can just check our fact checkers. You know, check with our fact checkers. Who are these? They're just liberal hack fact checkers, is who they are. How do they know better than the Chinese scientist who is actually in China at the time this happened, who actually has experience with the Wuhan Institute of Virology? How do they know more than she does? But yet. You know, I'm banned because I put that on there. So anyway, seeing people pop up on uh, YouTube. God bless you guys. I appreciate it. Dennis, I see you on there. Cyrus, Merlin, Andy, God bless you guys. Uh, Todd, God bless you. Vanessa, God bless you guys. Wally, God bless you. Glad you guys are on. So here we go. Australia. You know, if you're not, if you got to watch Australia, man, you, the, Australia, you need to have your finger on the pulse of what is going on in Australia because it is absolutely wild times over there. It it's really even getting beyond Stalinist Russia. I mean, it's out there in plain sight for everybody to see. It is really the videos that I'm about to show you in succession should absolutely rivet your soul about what is happening. It's mainly happening under premier Dan Andrews, which a premier is basically a governor and he's the governor of, I believe the largest, most populous state in Australia, Victoria. If it's not, it's got Melbourne and it's got 5 million people in Melbourne alone. I believe it's the most populous. I could be wrong, but it's all under premier Dan Andrews, tyranny, Stalinist tyranny, totalitarianism all over COVID. And they, they don't even have 900 deaths yet in the country of Australia for, you know, of COVID. But these are the things that are going on there right now. Play the first video for me. Using a battering ram, police smashed their way into the home of COVID conspiracy theorist James Bartolo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, okay. All right, stop. I'll, I'll stop. Okay. It's just not right. They had a warrant, though. So? How was the warrant legal? 
It was issued by the court, right? Yeah, but like, on what grounds? Incitement. The 27-year-old serial pest is accused of encouraging his large social media following to attend planned anti-lockdown protests in the CBD tomorrow. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be gathering just around here. So I, I wanted people to not go to the protests. Now, hopefully, protests won't go ahead. I hope you put that on. The Premier no doubt hoping Bartolo's followers take his advice. It's not safe to protest, it's not smart to protest, and it's not lawful to, to protest. You see what he's been arrested for? Again, it's a very familiar refrain that's going on in Australia right now. He was arrested over incitement. Incitement. What does that even mean? That means that they were going to hold a co anti-COVID rally. That's all that it was. Play the next video for me. Arrest in relation to incitement. Incitement? Yeah. Now, you're not obliged to say or do anything, but anything you say or do may be given evidence. Excuse me, incitement for what? What the, what on Arrested earth? again for Excuse incitement. Me, what, what on earth? Yeah, just put your phone down. Can you, Can like, record this? To... I'm in my pyjamas. What's I this? I ultrasound in an hour. Yeah, pregnant. she's pregnant. Well, this is all happening in a city west of Melbourne called Ballarat. Victoria's been under lockdown since July, and Ballarat's still under what's called stage three restrictions. That means a stay-at-home order, a ban on gatherings, and inciting public protest is also against the law. Here's more of the video. In relation to a Facebook post, in relation to a lockdown protest, you've arrested for a Facebook post. Yeah, and I wasn't breaking any laws by doing you that. You are actually, you are breaking all. That's why I'm arresting you in relation to in front How of can my you arrest children, her? That's. In front of my two children. Can't you just say to her, take the post down? Like, come I'm, on. I'm happy to delete the post. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the woman in the video. How are you bringing so back to me? So far, in that area alone, there's been 2,000 COVID fines that have been issued. But there you saw it again, arrested for a Facebook post. How would you like that if that was here? It's not far away from being here. I can flat out tell you right now, you elect President Harris and Vice President Biden, and yes, I'm saying that on purpose. It's coming here, just like that. Play the next video for me. He refused to respect the health of others, so police were forced to do it for him. In the middle of a pandemic, do you think it's appropriate not to be wearing a mask? Led away in cuffs, the man is taken into custody alongside a female companion who refused to give her name. We were exercising. Across the road, another man is questioned. Democracy wins! Democracy always wins! After earlier making a run for it. We don't have freedom of speech. Anything we see on Facebook is deleted. We're carrying in our homes the 0.5% of the population. This man, one of 18 fined at the Shrine of Remembrance today. I'm going to fight it. I'm not going to pay it. Turning up for a protest that didn't happen after a group claiming to celebrate Australia Day was moved on after dawn. Police swarmed on horseback and bikes, even distributing masks to these women from the northern suburbs, fined for the second time this week. I could fall off a cliff. Like, are we going to ban cliffs? There's been more than $200,000 <laughs> worth of fines issued in the past 24 hours, but many have vowed not to pay it. Some even claiming police are committing a war crime by impeding on their freedom. There might be people who, who feel that they've got a constraint on their liberty and need to protest it. There's the most powerful uh, people on the planet right here, health Stand there naked with a mask on and not, not have a mask. Of the 124 other people caught in the past day, 12 were gathered around a bonfire in a Frankston backyard. Five were drinking in a park in Casey. Oh, and three oh, men horrible. from Clayton were eating lunch together in a public space oh, in the wow. CBD. What Do whatever you want, this is Australia, it's free. Lana Murphy, Nine News.
Hey, bring it back to me. Hey, Aaron, run that thing back to 10 seconds. I want to show that first part. Actually, run it back to nine seconds or eight seconds so that they catch that first part and just roll it right, right back and play it for me for about five seconds. You ready? All right, play it. Lana Murphy was there. Play it. Look at this. He refused to respect the health of others. So right there. All right, play it. Right, just bring it back to me. That should act, That should rivet your soul to see the police surrounding this guy, surrounding him on horseback and putting a mask. He's, he's handcuffed behind his back and they're putting a mask on his face against his will in a democratic country where they elect all these people. You know, you got president, this, the last guy you saw talking there, professor, professor Brent Sutton. He is the chief health officer. Is he a doctor? No. Is he God? No, but yet he can do anything he wants. He can put out any laws that he wants. He is all powerful. And don't think that that's not happening here. Now these actions should seem oddly familiar to you. You got the, uh, yeah, the uh, like Nazi pictures and the Mao pictures for me. There you go. Run those two. These should seem this. What was going on right there in Australia should seem oddly familiar to you. This is Nazi Germany. This is Mao's China when he was taking over. And different pictures here. You'll be able to tell which ones which. This should seem very oddly familiar, just like a siren song from the past. You saw that guy. That is a picture of Marx being paraded through China. Should seem very familiar to those who have paid any attention to history whatsoever. I mean, it should rivet your soul to see police come up behind somebody's back. He is handcuffed and force him to put on a mask for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. All you Christians, I'm going to call you a different name today. All you Christian collaborators that have bought, bought right into all this, that the government is there to keep you safe, that you chose your, you, you closed your church down so that you can stop the spread of COVID. We are day 192 into 15 days to slow the spread. And there are many, many states where you cannot have a church service. And remember what I, listen, when I say a church service, I mean a real church service. I don't mean where you go in there and you bring your own lawn chair and you have to separate out into your little cliques and groups. In other words, your families. You have to park. You have each other, each, every other parking space has to be empty. When you go in, they take your temperature. You social distance. There's one way in and one way out so you can't mingle. There are no touch services. In many places, no singing or regulated singing. Everybody has to wear a mask. If that sounds in any way, shape, or form. Like your church, we don't say, well, we don't have to do all those things, but we do half of them. If that sounds in any way, shape or form, like your church, you are in the wrong church with the wrong pastor. It is like I talked about earlier with tech tyranny, where we have got to mass exodus. You have got to mass exodus from collaborators like your pastor. Don't sit, don't listen. People send me stuff and they're arguing with me or whatever. Don't sit there and try to justify yourself. If you're going to a church that has collaborated with these COVID Nazis, you are in the wrong place. You are in the wrong church with the wrong pastor. That's a fact. Don't, don't sit there and justify yourself. Well, you, how, that's not very loving, Tom. They're, listen, that's, it's not about love. Love is the word of God. Are they following the word of God? That is love. They're not. 
for a 99.9% survivable virus by every study? The worst, the, 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 the people who have the worst statistics of all are the CDC, and they've got it at a 99.74 survival rate. So why, why in the world did you ever need to close to begin with? Well, we're keeping people safe. Let me ask you this. If it's our responsibility now to keep other people safe, you're going to go knock people's cigarettes out of their mouths? Excuse me, Nazi pl- cigarette police. Boom. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to block people from going through the fast food drive line, you know, uh, a drive-in. You're going, to, you're going to stop people from going through there to pick up their Big Macs and French fries. Good luck blocking me. I'm going through that drive-through. You're not going to stop me. But is that if it's your responsibility to keep everybody else safe, where's the line? You're going to stop driving too. Like the girl said from Australia, cliffs kill people. You're going to outlaw cliffs. You're going to outlaw airplanes. You will save lives. If you shut down, most crimes are committed over the weekend. Most murders are committed over the weekend. So you will save lives if you shut everything down every weekend. You're going to do that too since you're responsible for everybody else's safety? Is that what's going to happen? Go up there and just knock cigarettes out of people's mouths? Going to knock beers out of their hands? Is that what you're going to do? You're responsible? No, you never needed to close your church. People didn't want to come. They didn't come. 30 to 40% of my church left. And we've gained way more since then. It's all COVID done has worked in my favor. Because all things work together for my good. I'm always caused to triumph. You know what that's called? That's called the Bible. Romans 8, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. That's the word of God. What you're supposed to do when something like this happens is initiate word of God protocol. Not Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burke's protocol. Not the CDC's protocol. Not like this moronic, what's his title again? Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton in Victoria, Australia. They have the most draconian shutdowns. You see that? I mean, you see what's going on? That's not ancient history. The oldest video was the girl, the pregnant girl being arrested. And that was like three weeks ago. That's the oldest video. Well, Tom, you know what? We're safe in America. You really think so? You think we're safe in America? We're not safe at all in America. Play the first video for me. She's being arrested for not wearing a mask. standing over probably the one that reported her for not wearing a mask look at all the people that are not in the stands why exactly would you arrest her who's gonna who's gonna catch covid outside and there's nobody within 10 feet of the woman who's gonna catch covid even though covid itself is 99.9 percent survivable and, and nobody should even care anyway just just on for argument's sake why would you need to arrest her when she's nowhere within 10 feet of another soul 
outside where it has been proven study after study that COVID doesn't spread outside. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Nobody in the stands, and here you go too. This is unconstitutional. Absolutely unconstitutional for this, and I stand with the blue. But I don't stand with this officer right here. He is performing an unconstitutional arrest. He is not allowed to do this. What should he do, lose his job, Tom? Yep, that's what you do. You take a stand if you have to. He'll get sued to get his job back. You simply say that via the First Amendment, via the Fourth Amendment, via the 14th Amendment, I am not allowed to make this arrest. Well, the public health officer says that you have to. That public health officer is violating the Constitution. For those capitulating, collaborating Christians who stand in Romans 13, this is what you've done. Congratulations. This is what you've done. Well, Tom, it isn't just churches that close down. You should know better. Though I don't expect the world to know better. That's why you have first, I'm purposely letting this video stand so that you can see it. I hope this gets to people. I know many who are watching right now, I'm preaching to the choir. But I hope this reaches somebody. This is what you have created. There is nobody even there. Not a soul there. This is what you have created. What did she do wrong? She didn't wear a mask. Great job, Christian collaborators who closed your churches. Pastor collaborators who closed your churches. Great job. Absolutely unconstitutional. All right, now here's another one. This is out of aptly named Moscow, Idaho. Make sure you get the volume jacked on this because I want people to be able to hear it. Here's people being arrested at a worship service. We're not safe in America. Play it for me. Good job, Christians. Good job, people. I remember at the meeting, well, the reason why I stay home is to, is to save lives. That's the reason why I stay home. I'm saving lives. That is what you have created. Good job, Christians. By, by capitulating, by collaborating with totalitarian governments throughout the United States, that is what you have created. You have all those people singing. You hear the clicking of the cuffs while people are singing. First of all, bad on the church. Second of all, bad on the cops. You have to take a stand, police officers. You need to tell people, I'm not going to arrest somebody for not wearing a mask, let alone, it's stupid to wear them inside. The whole, the whole COVID response is stupid and unwarranted. But let alone outside at a Christian service, singing outside? Why? Why would you ever arrest them? Just don't, I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, I guess, the, uh, you know, it all comes down. It's the same capitulation, just so you know. Pastors go, well, I'm going to close my church because I don't want to get arrested. So I'm going to dole down the word of God, capitulate and collaborate and close my church because I'm a coward. Same thing with the cops. 
It's the same cowardice. That's why you see the cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, and that's, that's Revelation 21, 8. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. See, the cowards disown. And when you're a cop, you have to stand up. What if I lose my job? You do what's right. No matter what, you do what's right. And what's right is you don't arrest people for not wearing a mask. You don't arrest people under social distance laws and mask laws that are unconstitutional. You're going to get sued anyway. I hope these people sue you. And I stand with the cops. I was a cop for 25 years myself, 1992 to 2017 straight. I get it, but you don't make those arrests. You don't do it. It's like if a governor said, you know what? Uh, firearms are now illegal in our state. You're going to go arrest people? No, it's a violation of the Constitution, the Second Amendment of the Constitution. You don't do it. That arrest right there that those two guys, that lady cop and the male cop made, and the one before on the bleachers, are all un unconstitutional. I hope they get their butt sued off for it. They, they deserve because they have no guts. They're cowards. You stand up and you say, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, I might lose my job. Well, you know what? Christians need to think, well, you know, you're going to stop sinning. You're going to go to hell. Well, if I stop sinning, I'll lose fun. Well, okay. You spend, uh, spend your eternity in hell then. You, there's always a consequence for doing right. But in the end, if you submit your ways unto the Lord, he'll prosper you. He'll, he'll make, he'll give you life and life more abundantly. But nobody has any guts. Pastors just close their churches because they're told to by some goofball like Anthony Fauci. You got that? Yeah, play that last video. No, I forgot this one. We had this in order. This is in Australia also. Play that one for me. Police are under investigation over the handling of a confrontation with a woman caught without a mask. Video shows an officer holding the woman by the throat after she resisted arrest. Grabbed around the neck by police, a woman who wasn't wearing a mask. The forceful manoeuvre during a scuffle yesterday in Collingwood as her boyfriend watched. It's a man on a girl and you choked her. For what? For a mask? For not, for not having a mask? Look how pathetic you are. This is the woman who was arrested. Police now agree she has a medical exemption. I understand that everyone's going to wear their mask, but some people After they choke have exemptions. And she's one of them? Yeah. Right, yeah. You can bring it back to you. I don't need to see any more of that. It's just funny to me, too, how all these uh, purveyors of life and of health and of, and of uh, you know, protection are all collaborators with people who want the unfettered slaughter of the unborn. Isn't that always kind of funny? The greatest purveyors of this, li you know, of, of life, of health, of protection, like Andrew Cuomo in New York, are, are in support of the unfettered slaughter of the unborn and the just born. They don't even care. But yet they're, they're the ones out there going, you know, we're going to protect everybody's life. From ABC uh, 9 in Tucson, 918, Tucson police start mask enforcement operation. Again, 192 days into 15 days to slow the spread. Tucson police said they saw a situation and took action. What was the situation they saw? People wearing masks. People not wearing masks. People weren't wearing masks. It should have gone the other way, right? If you're a police officer, what you should be arresting people for are people wearing masks. But now the police are arresting people for not wearing masks. We have seen an uptick from the UA area from reports from the Pima County Health. 
again, Pima Health Department, TPD, Tucson Police Department, Lieutenant Reese said, the action enforce a mask ordinance around parts of the city, but they'll tell you it's not meant to be a reason to hand, to hand citations. Like any enforcement measure, it does have teeth. Although the ordinance does allow for citations to be issued, our first goal is to educate our community members as to what the ordinance entails. Now, I want to give you, here's the, here's the latest information about COVID. This is a UCLA Stanford study since, you know, this, by the way, that article is from 918. So from six days ago, the Tucson Police Department goes on a mask arrest raid around town, uh, 192 days and 15 days to slow the, sp- slow the spread. But you've got, a br- the, this is a brand new study out of UCLA and Stanford. It finds for the average, now this is the average 50 to 64 year old, 50 to 64 year old, chances of dying from COVID-19 is one in 19.1 million. That's your odds from 50 to 64. If you're 80 or above and you catch COVID, you have a 7% chance of dying from it. If you're 80 or above and you catch it, not you have a 77% chance of dying from it, 7% post-infection chance of dying. If you're 80, if you're 80, 50 to 64, you have a one in 19.1 in million chance of dying of COVID, period. Imagine what the odds are if you're under 50. And you have that going on in Australia. You have that going on at, on a at, on the bleachers of a football game in September, where she's nowhere near anybody. And I didn't even play. I think I was probably talking over it. But she also got tased. That lady in the bleachers, that little tiny lady, got tased. That that officer should have been able to handle that without a taser. But she got tased. All for what? Not wearing a mask outdoors at a football game. All right, this is, I, I, I titled this medical doctor, which is Senator Rand Paul, is a licensed, for real, I don't know if he's practicing much anymore, but was a practicing MD physician versus epidemiologist Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci has treated zero patients ever. All he's ever been is an epidemiologist. Epide- epidemiologists are world-renowned. Are, are world for always putting out worst case scenarios. And it's been him that has stipulated <coughs> stipulated our COVID response. Here's their interaction. Play that for me. Well, there's still many things we need to learn about this pandemic. It's important that we the people not simply acquiesce to authoritarian mandates on our behavior without first making the nanny state prove their hypothesis. As for now, what we do know is that New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Rhode Island still allowed the highest death rates in the world. We also know that Sweden, who enforced few mandates, ended up with a death rate one third of New York and New Jersey. We also know that the overall death rate for the U.S. now is essentially equivalent to that of South America, where social distancing and mitigation efforts are virtually impossible. Dr. Fauci, today you said you are not for economic lockdown, yet your mitigation recommendations from dating to baseball to restaurants to movie theaters have led to this economic lockdown. Do you have any second thoughts about your mitigation recommendations, considering the evidence that despite all of the things we've done in the U.S., our death rate is essentially 
worse than Sweden, equivalent to the less developed world that is unable to do any of the things that you've been promoting? Do you have any second thoughts? Are you willing to look at the data that countries that did very little actually have a lower death rate than the United States? You know, Senator, I... Bring it back to me. Fauci just responds with his usual nonsense, and he puts out that the shining star of the COVID response is New York. New York has the worst death rate on the planet. Actually, the worst death rate on the planet is New Jersey. The second worst death rate on the planet is New York. And they, along with the governors of those two states, New York is Cuomo. New Jersey is Murphy. Then you've got uh, Michigan Governor uh, Whitmer. Then you have Pennsylvania Governor Wolf and California Governor Newsom, all of which took sick COVID patients and put them into nursing homes. But the worst death rate on the planet is touted as the greatest response by the person who pushed the COVID response of lockdown on our country. That should tell you something. Again, you really still think, for those that see this, do you really still think that the COVID response is all about your health and safety? Do you really think that? Or could there be something else behind it? CDC recently updated... CDC's recently updated estimated infection fatality rates for COVID. Here are the updated survival rates by by age group. I got this off my friend on Facebook, but it's also directly off their site. I just used her terminology. Zero to 19. Here's your death rate. You ready? 99. Here's your survival rate. 99 point. This is post-infection. 99.997. 20, 20 to 49, 99.98, 50 to 69, 99.5, 70 plus, 94.6%. Those are your survival rates of COVID-19 post-infection. So why exactly, with those numbers in mind, and then we're going to switch topics onto the crazy world that we live in in just a minute. With those numbers in mind, explain to me when you have 99.99, 99.98, 99.5, 94.6 for only people 70 and above. Average age of death of COVID is 80. The average age of death in the United States period is 78. With those numbers in mind, and like, like Senator Paul asked Anthony Fauci, would you please consider the numbers, you know, actually look at the data and decide whether or not your response was correct? Anthony Fauci will never repent because there's too much for him to lose. Just like most Christians are refusing to repent of closing their churches and taking temperatures at the door and social distancing. They were, they were just still locked down. They refuse to repent because there's too much to lose. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18. There's going to be very surprised pastors coming up in the coming months that see that their churches never come back. But with those numbers... Explain the need for lockdowns, COVID arrests, COVID arrests, masks and mask laws, social distancing and quarantines with those numbers. What's the point? From the Gateway Pundit 924, Trump voters, they asked, Trump voters, question mark, gun sales in major swing states soar 80% this year. The Federal Bureau of Investigation processed 93% more background checks nationwide between March through July compared to the same period last year. And you have to think many of those new buyers are Trump voters. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. 
In seven states considered toss-ups in the 2020 election, Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and New Hampshire, and North Carolina, gun sales growth showed a 77.9% uptick in 2020. Here's the examples for you. Arizona, 2020. 452,659 gun sales. Last year, 245,000. That's a plus 84% in gun sales in Arizona. In Florida, last year, 772,000. This year, 1,231,000 sold. Uptick, 59%. Michigan, last year, they sold 306,000 guns. This year, 657,000. Woo, Michigan. You know why? Gretchy Whitmer, 114% increase. Pennsylvania, last year, 702,000. This year, 900,000. Uptick of 27.7%. Wisconsin, last year, 274,000 guns sold. This year, 457,000 guns sold. 66.6%. New Hampshire, last year, 64,000 guns sold. This year, 114,000 guns sold, 78% increase. North Carolina, last year, 265,000 guns sold. This year, 569,000 sold. Uptick, 114.5%. Notice that some of these are very liberal states. They're called toss-ups, but they're controlled by Democrats. Arizona, controlled primarily by Democrats. Michigan, totally controlled by Democrats. Pennsylvania, totally controlled by Democrats. Wisconsin, where Kenosha is, totally controlled by Democrats, including Kenosha, North Carolina, Governor Cooper, controlled by Democrats. And all these people are buying guns. Why? Because they know Democrats won't protect them. Now, I have this list now that I call the the psychos. Been some very interesting TikTok posts, YouTube posts. I think it's primarily out of TikTok, but they get put on YouTube. I want to ask you this. Do you ever see a conservative ever ask, act like this ever in life? Ever, I mean, really, ask yourself, have you ever seen a conservative Republican act like this? Play the video for me. Holy fucking shit, you oh, guys! Profanity alert. Profanity alert. I'm coming to your car, but That's I just right. got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died! Fuck! Could this year get any fucking worse? There you go. Now this lady needs to pay attention while she's driving. Play that one for me. Anti-Trumper in the car. <laughs> she just crashed her chair. <laughs> and, uh, all the fervency is now gone. Where are all the where are all the middle fingers now? Where is all the screaming now? It gone. <laughs> yeah, the cops come and show up like right away too. You can actually hear them. They show there. There. <laughs> tough day. Tough day to be a Democrat. Put up the Rodney Howard Brown tw- uh, tweet for me. There you go. <laughs> Rodney Howard Brown writes from the Twilight Zone. Look at these people out there jogging in their Ruth Bader Ginsburg outfits, chained together. What is going on with our country? Who are these people? I mean, who in the world would behave like this? I mean, look at these people. 
doesn't something click in your mind? Hey, you know what? I'm an idiot. Does it click in your mind at all? Now, the next one, again, I, I always forget to give you the profanity warnings, uh, extreme profanity warning on the next one, because the next one is a collage of the psychos. And again, when do you ever see a Republican, just like you never see a Republican burning down an auto zone because politics are not going our way, nor do you ever see a conservative act like this. Play a video for me. I have just about had it with 2020. I'm done. She looks like a Bible study leader for a progressive church. It was low-key fuck 2020 until today. Well, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so you know what? High-key fuck you 2020. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. most of you heard um rbg is, is left us and um not gonna lie i'm a little scared um i feel like she was one of the only things standing between us and fascism fascism um fascism. I... please vote please vote Please be well, registered am, and go vote. Trump! <laughs> I don't want to lose my rights. I, I don't want to lose my right to health care. I don't want to abort all the babies I have. I don't want, I want to kill the unborn. My friends to lose the rights to their marriage. I want gay marriage. So please go vote. Please go vote. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, fucking shit, Repeat performance. I'm driving you One more car, time. but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She's dead, you know, she's dead, lady. <laughs> Look at this face. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. <laughs> Go get another piercing. Vote! Himself doing this. <laughs> Where were you when you found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died? Because I burst into tears in the middle of Target. <laughs> truly is unreal. Who acts like that? I mean, it's truly unbelievable. What 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 rights? <laughs> you put that on there. That's uh, actually a Babylon B post. Put it on there. Go ahead. This is the Babylon B post. It's funny. <laughs> so it's LeBron celebrating the life of Ruth, Bader's, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> All right, back to me. So, I mean, what exactly, what rights? So the one lady said, I, I'm starting not to feel safe. So you felt safe in the midst of Antifa and BLM riots that you felt safe then. But because Ruth Bader Ginsburg noted slaughterer of the unborn, that person dies. What does that even have to do with you? You're already born. 
The only person that's really, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was dangerous to was somebody who wasn't born yet. All right, put up a picture of Ilhan Omar. States who she really is. I am by nature. You need to know who these people really are. I am by nature a starter of fires. My work has been to figure out where I'm going to burn down everything around me by adding the fuel of my religion, skin color, gender, or even tone. That's who they really are. They are the racist. You heard what it just said. She will inject her own gender. She will inject her own race to burn everything down around her. What's, what's funny on a daily basis is listening to Joe Biden get all the numbers wrong. Now, you have to ask yourself, it's one of two things when it comes to Joe Biden. Is it gaslighting or is he just galactically incompetent? And those are your only choices. That's A and B. There is no C or D. Well, you can have C if it's all of the above, gaslighting and incompetence. So it's A, B, and C. A, it's gaslighting. B, it's incompetence, or C, all of the above. Those are your three choices. He gets all his numbers wrong all the time. Play the first video for me. Um, goes to Philadelphia, short drive from his home, on September 20th, all right, <laughs> and says this, go. And perhaps, most cruelly of all, if Donald Trump has his way, the complications from COVID-19, which are well beyond what they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. <laughs> 200 million people have died, Joe? <laughs> 200 million? It's only 330 million in the country. <laughs> that me. So that's the first one. And then some of you will remember, of course, this one from the debates. Play that for me. Streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street. And I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to beat you. I'm the only one who's done. 150 million. 150 million killed by gun violence, more than all the wars combined together. That's what Joe Biden actually thinks. And listen, there's lots of people that actually believe him. Hence the reason why you have eight years of Barack Hussein Obama, is they just believe the gaslighting Democratic Party. Play the next one for me. What people drastically underestimate is the impact on the mental health of people who now everything is complicated. Not only is the healthcare piece, but people don't have a job. People don't have anywhere to go. They don't know what they're going to do. And a lot of people you have unnecessarily. Now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. <laughs> we're not, we're somewhere around a million worldwide dead from COVID 120 million. Joe's got it at. And there's people that believe that if you looked at the latest, I believe, um, I can't remember who it was that took the poll, but Americans believe that somewhere in the neighborhood of nine to 10% of the population has died of COVID. That's what people think. That's, that's the truth. Most mo, the, in the polling, most Americans believe that nine to 10% of the population has died of COVID, which would put us somewhere around 33 million dead. That's what people think. That's what's going on. How many people have actually died of COVID? The CDC has it at 200,000. It's not that because there's many, many thousands, tens of thousands of false attributions to that death count. But I won't get into that tonight because I do that every time. Here's an interesting thing. Trump's, this is out of Forbes magazine. This just shows you who, who's really responsible. 
Who really cares about this country? Democrats or Republicans? From Forbes magazine. Trump's leaner White House. 2020 payroll saved the taxpayers $23.5 million since 2017. Let me say it again. Trump's leaner White House has saved the taxpayer $23.5 million since 2017. Let's compare. During President Trump's first four years, he spent $23.5 million less on White House payroll costs than Obama adjusted for inflation. So he spent $23.5 million less than Barack Hussein, man of the people, Obama. Trump's White House payroll has 413 employees. That's 55 fewer staffers than Barack Obama, man of the people. He's got to have all the chauffeurs and all the cooks and all the waiters and all the staffers, everybody waiting on him hand and foot. But he's a man of the people, multimillionaire who lives on Martha's Vineyard. That's man of the people, Barack Hussein Obama. So Trump's White House payroll has 413 employees. That's 55 fewer staffers than Barack Obama at the same point in the presidencies. Comparing First Lady, um, uh, First Lady staff headcount, Melania Trump has 11 staffers versus uh, Michelle Obama's 24 staffers, more than two times as many staffers for Lady of the People. Michael Obama. Who's really for the people and who's not? Well, you have Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, right? Hunter Biden and and Joe have been looting, as well as James Biden and his other brother, I can't remember the name of right now, have been looting the planet for a long time. Well, the Senate report on Hunter Biden has been released. It came out with some very, very interesting information. Look at this report from Newsmax. In a new report from Senate Republicans and the details while being ignored by much of the media for reasons we can't really figure out, uh, these are salacious. These are juicy, and I'm sorry, in a political season, they're news. Let's put up some of the highlights, please. And uh, again, they're kind of sleazy, but he was taking all kinds of money from the widow of the mayor of Moscow. Check that out. Hunter Biden received a 3.5 million wire transfer from Elena Buratina, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, for consultancy fees. Also this, this is really unfortunate. He was paying all kinds of money to Eastern women associated with an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. Now this is in addition to all the stuff we already know about Hunter Biden. Let's see. the. $80,000 $80,000 a month he was taking from Burisma, a sketchy Ukraine gas company. Hunter Biden had no experience in gas, while his father was the, well, point man for all things Ukraine. Oh, there's a reaction from the mainstream media today. Yeah, not much. Just not interested at all in these new findings. But Hunter Biden has a long track record of really weird stuff. It doesn't really bother the media. Doesn't seem to bother Democrats. Donald Trump has taken note of it. He's planning on using a lot of this stuff in the debate next week. Um, you know who does notice? Joe Biden. How is your hearing 
How was your role as vice president in, uh, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine? How is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. That's no president. What this man has done. You know, when I first heard that, I was pretty excited. I saw that on Twitter this morning. Like, wow, the media is really laying into Joe. Almost a year ago, back when he was <laughs> All in right, a back to me. Just to reiterate, Hunter took, this is while Joe Biden was vice president, $3.5 million from Alina Batarina, wife of former mayor of Moscow, for consultancy fees. And everybody talks about Trump being a collaborator or colluding with the Russians, right? You notice this is how it always works. Whatever the Democrats are doing, they will accuse you of doing. Whatever they're about to do, they'll accuse you that you're about to do it. Like steal an election. The Transition Integrity Project. Look that up. And there's a hearing. Uh, you know, after, after Hunter takes $3.5 million from the mayor's wife of Moscow... Then there's a hearing on for Donald Trump on the Trump Tower possibilities in Moscow. They actually drug in his attorneys and staff and have a hearing questioning him about business dealings prior to the presidency, but nothing about this. And I loved how Politico put it in their headline. Republicans put out an anti repackaged anti-Biden smears. How is this repackaging? Has anybody ever heard $3.5 million dollars? From the wife of the former mayor of Moscow for consultancy fees to Hunter Biden. Hunter was paying women who appear to be linked to the Eastern European prostitution and human trafficking ring. How's that? How's that repackaged? That sounds like brand new information. As a matter of fact, earth shattering information. And speaking of earth shattering, this is a conversation between the president of Ukraine at the time. There's a new one now at the time was Petro Poroshenko and at the time, vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, about the firing of Victor Shokin. Now, who is Victor Shokin? The prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden's corrupt business practices. Well, Hunter Biden was on the board for, he has no experience in gas and oil, no no experience in Ukraine, doesn't speak the language. Nobody even knows if he's ever been there, but he was on the board of Burisma, a corrupt oil and gas company that was being investigated by a non-corrupt prosecutor by the name of Victor Shokin. Now, one question that's not on this video that I want you to hear is, when did Joe Biden ever ask for any other prosecutor in the eight years that he was Vice President of the United States. When did he ever ask for anybody to be fired, let alone a prosecutor for an, from another country to be fired? When did that ever happen in the eight years that he was Vice President? When did it ever happen? It never did except one time when a prosecutor was investigating the company that, was, that his son was employed by in Ukraine. Play the video for me. Straightforward. Listen to this phone call again. I think Mr. Poroshenko knows what's going on. He's recording the call, okay? Listen to what he says about the prosecutor that Joe wants gone. He says there's nothing wrong with this guy, but out of respect for you, we're getting rid of him. And he records that call. This is something. 
Yesterday, I met me with the General Prosecutor Shokin. Yes. And despite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday, I especially asked him to resign. Great. And this is my second step for keeping my promises. I agree. That is wild. Now, Poroshenko knows he's taping the call, and he goes out of his way to say, we don't have any evidence that this guy is engaged in wrongdoing. But since it's your wish, we're going to get rid of him. Now, back to me. So there you have Joe Biden on a phone call with the president of Ukraine. The president of Ukraine says we have absolutely no reason to fire him, but because you asked us to. He says resign, made him resign, which is being fired. But because you asked us to have him be fired, we did it. Even though there is absolutely no justification behind it whatsoever. This is the man running for president right now who had a prosecutor from another country fired because that prosecutor was looking into the company that his son worked on the board for. A board that was paying him $80,000 a month and a board that was sending him, sending his company, uh, Hunter Biden's company, $3.5 million. But you can't have that. You cannot have that con that faucet shut off, can you, Joe? You know, Joe, people wonder, well, all the, all the only people that are gaining lots of money are those around Joe. Well, yeah, it's because Joe actually has to uh, present documentation of his income to qualify for the various offices that he runs from, runs for. So, I mean, he can't, he can't be collecting millions of dollars from foreign companies. But all of his relatives are. All of them, his brother, his sister runs his campaigns and collects millions of dollars. Hunter's collected upwards of a billion or more dollars, all because of Joe Biden's connections. That's it. I mean, it really is that, I mean, it really is that corrupt. And that's the man seeking to be the president of the United States. Somebody who is a worldwide globe trotting shakedown artist around the world. That's what he does. He's enriched himself and he's enriched his family all around him during his during his entire political career, which has spanned five decades. What has Joe Biden ever done in his life outside of peddled his influence? That's it. Play the next video for me. Care. Now, Joe Biden is an arrogant guy. He really is. Uh, been a big shot for a long, long time, and it went to his head. And very stupidly, he was bragging about this one episode in public shortly after he left the vice presidency. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. So you know what I think? So there you go. That, that's, that's when he was actually getting Victor Shokin fired. Now, what happens is, is that Trump gets impeached for asking about that. He, Trump just asked about it. Trump, Trump called up the current president of Ukraine and, and, wanted, and said, can you look into this, please? That's what Trump got impeached for. That's it. That's all there was to it but that. I mean, and you have, you have Joe Biden 
getting somebody fired overseas, threatening, not only that, but it's extortion. He says, you know, we're not going to give you the money unless you fire the person looking into my son's company. And yet President Trump gets impeached because he asked them to look into it for him. Put up that pic. There you go. That's, that's Joe Biden with Hunter to his right. And over there is Devin Archer to the far left, all of them together. And Joe Biden says he never discussed any of his son's business with him. Devin Archer is Hunter Biden's partner that shook down Ukraine. Now, this is from Lou Dobbs and John Solomon. More information about the corruption that's coming out of this Senate investigation. Play that for me. In the scope of this uh, investigation is very seriously disturbing. If you remember a year ago, Democrats told us it was a fantasy. It was uh, a conspiracy theory to think anything went on untoward while Hunter Biden was there or Joe Biden was overseeing Ukraine policy. What do we now know? In fact, uh, by the fact of documents that came from the Obama administration, their witnesses, their files, while Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, a $7 million bribe was paid to Ukrainian authorities. While Hunter Biden was on the board, State Department officials told Joe Biden he had a conflict of interest by continuing to oversee Ukraine corruption policy when his son's company was under investigation for corruption. Uh, uh, The Treasury Department flagged millions of dollars of foreign money flowing into Hunter Biden's accounts from people like not just Burisma, the the corrupt Ukrainian gas company, but how about a Russian oligarch who gave him $3.5 million on one day? Uh, Chinese officials tied to the um, Communist Party and the Chinese military. The Treasury Department flagged this, and those con- you just mentioned the sex trafficking. Those were outbound transactions. So foreign money comes in, and then money flows back out of Hunter Biden's account, according to the report, to Russian and Ukrainian women who appear to be connected to some form of sex trafficking, human trafficking. If this were any other figure in American history tied to a vice president, a presidential nominee, or president, we would have a major scandal. But the New York Times and the Washington Post have covered this up. They had no problem covering Neil, uh, Neil Bush's Silverado board time when, this, uh, when an SNL failed right. years ago, yet they don't think there's anything wrong with Hunter Biden. They had no problem covering a 20-minute meeting that Don Jr. had with a Russian lawyer, but they don't want to mention that Hunter Biden got $3.5 million from a suspect Russian oligarch. It is willful and uh, disserving blindness that the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CNN are uh, uh, imposing on the American people today. They are keeping the truth from the American people. All right, back to me. And just so you know, too, those two 3.5 millions are two different things. Hunter Biden received $3.5 million from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. 3.5, I don't know why 3.5 million keeps popping up, but. million from the wife of the mayor of Moscow for consultancy fees. He also received $3.5 million from Burisma. Remember, those are two different countries. One's Russia, Moscow, and one's Burisma from Ukraine. He received $3.5 million from both. And like John Solomon says from Just the News, you got to check that out. It comes out of this Russia collusion stuff. I mean, there's nobody better than John Solomon. But that's how that's how it went. That's how it really went down. And the, what do you what do you see in the mainstream media over this? Don Jr. has a meeting for a couple minutes with a lawyer who, by the way, that was set up by Glenn Simpson. That was set up by Fusion GPS, where the the Russian lawyer called Fusion GPS. And if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, I can't get too far deep into the weeds because I don't have time. But Fusion GPS got a hold of the Russian lawyer. Well, sent in the Russian lawyer saying that they wanted to talk about adoption policies 
sent him in, talked to John Don Jr. Don Jr. recognized immediately that this was not a real meeting and dismissed the person in 20 minutes. They were gone. There was a translator that was actually there who hates Don Jr., but has publicly testified there was nothing. Nothing bad going on in that meeting whatsoever. Nothing salacious going on. Nothing corrupt going on whatsoever. And that translator hates Don Jr. And then the lawyer from that meeting went and met with Glenn Simpson after. So the lawyer met with Glenn Simpson from GPS before the meeting and met with Glenn Simpson from GPS, uh, Fusion GPS after the meeting. But does the media care? We are living in a corrupt world. Look at where we're at right now. Banned off of Facebook for doing what? For disseminating the truth. My Listen. What I said is every bit is prov- well, way more provable than the fact what the fact checkers say. But there, this is the world that we live in right now. I'm telling you, it may get you may have to make un- you can either capitulate and and live a life of comfort in your chains in your cage, or you can mass exodus from the country that that you know the liberal side of the country, controlled by the media, controlled by the Democratic Party, controlled by big tech, and even controlled by big corporations. Amazon, completely liberal. Microsoft, completely liberal. One right after the other we can name. From the Gateway Pundit, 924. Black Lives Matter Antifa thug arrested and charged with attempted murder after hurling what the Gateway Pundit calls the mother of all Molotov cocktails at Portland police. Play that video for me. Got it ready? Here it is. Those are all the Joe Biden voters. There's the Joe Biden voters. He's arrested and he's been charged with attempted murder. Good. From Julio Rosas. While the Black Lives a tweet. While the Black Lives Matter crowd was marching in Louisville, this was after the Bianca Taylor stuff. A U-Haul truck. We'll go over that in just a minute. A U-Haul truck pulled up with shields and supplies for a group to use. Think of George Soros much? Play the video for me. This is at the protest, and this is what pulls up. After it was announced that Brianna Taylor, the, the officers weren't going to be charged. Here we go. Where's the money come from, folks? There's also shields being pulled, riot shields being pulled out of the truck too. It's hard to see them, but they're being pulled out also. Yeah, play the next one so we get another view of it. Yeah, it's basically the same. Bring back in, but it's good. So where does the money come from for that to have a truck full of supplies for rioters? Where does that come from? These aren't organized. Chris Ray, director of the FBI, said that Antifa is not an organization. See, this is this is where we're at right now. We need drastic reforms. There needs to be repercussions for everybody that supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter, whether it's jail or losing your job, whatever it is. The NFL not being watched anymore. Major League Baseball not being watched anymore. NHL not being watched anymore. NBA not being watched anymore. Whatever it is. There needs to be repercussions. Now, this next story is probably the most disturbing of the night. And this involves a bar owner by the name of Jake Gardner, who ends up killing himself. He killed himself because he was indicted on charges of manslaughter and three other felonies. 
This is going on all over the country. It's going on. And what was really bad about this one was that it was initially deemed as it should have been self-defense because he was attacked from behind. And he also even gave warning shots. But he was initially, this was initially deemed a self-defense killing, which it was absolutely justified killing. But then the DA, district attorney, kowtows, cowers, once again, Revelation 21.8, cowers to the Black Lives Matter movement, cowers to the mob, and ends up <clears throat> indicting him for manslaughter and three other felonies. Play the Tim Pool video for me. Jake Gardner, a 38-year-old Trump supporter, has died by what appears to be a suicide. I've been following this story and you've probably seen it. He was an Omaha bar owner, 38 years old. He seemed to be a good guy, respected freedom of speech, respected the rights of protesters. He's seen on video talking about at the Women's March, how these leftist activists have a right to express themselves. Well, he was involved in a fatal shooting. You see, outside of his bar in Omaha, there were several rioters. There were a lot of rioters going around smashing up windows. At a certain point, his father came outside of the bar and was confronting some men that I believe were involved in a lot of the rioting. At some point, he shoved one of the guys. Someone then runs up and decks him, just runs up full speed, knocks him down. He goes flying, slams into the ground. At this moment, Jake Gardner runs over to see what's happening. There are two different videos that have been released of this. And I will tell you right now, it was 100% self-defense. But let me give you the quick gist, not to bury the lead. You see, Jake Gardner was armed. He defended himself from three different people, gave them ample warning and tried, tried retreating. They attacked him. One of these individuals died. Initially, the prosecutor said it was self-defense. It's clear. You watch on video. He says, stop, stop. And he tries retreating. And only after he's attacked does he fire, killing a man. But it's more complicated than that. There are several videos of this. Well, the Black Lives Matter mob demanded that this white supremacist, they said, face justice. What justice? He was attacked. He was attacked. It's on video. He was just a small business owner. Then he got indicted. Manslaughter, you know, use of a firearm while committing a felony, terroristic threats, none of which was true. He was supposed to turn himself in. Instead, it appears that he died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound on the day uh, he was supposed to, to turn himself in. Like Tim Poole said, it's a clear case of self-defense. He was indicted under false charges and false claims. Manslaughter, three other felonies, terroristic threats. Explain that to me. Explain how that could happen. Play the next video for me. Be able to get through this. Here's what the video shows. The bar owner's 68-year-old father violently shoved to the ground by one of the protesters. His son, Jake Gardner, tries to figure out who did it. One point he showed this group the gun in his waistband. Oh, he got a gun on. There's James Skirlock in the black t-shirt, who had been seen breaking windows at another business nearby on a security camera as part of the protest. Shortly after this point, two people jump on the bar owner's back. There's a struggle in the street. Jake Gardner fires two shots. 11 seconds later, James Skurlock jumps on the back of the bar owner. They wrestle in the street. He said that the initial shots by his version of events, again, this is his version, were warning shots to get somebody off of his back, that the other individual then jumped on him or attacked him, that he's doing a chokehold on him, that he begged and pleaded for this person to get off. The person was trying to get at the gun, he thought. He thought he was in, in danger of losing his life or some serious bodily injury. And so he fired that shot in self-defense. 
There you have the coward right there. That's the district attorney who initially deemed this correct, which was he classified it correctly the first time when he said it was self-defense. It's obvious on the video it's self-defense. You have three men attacking him. He gives warning shots. He's charged with manslaughter for what? For what? And this is what I've been telling you guys for months. You may not believe me. These liberals will lock you up in prison for forever. They don't care. You keep thinking probably, you know, nobody, I could never sleep at night. If I falsely put somebody in prison for 30 years, they don't care. Barack Hussein Obama and Michelle Obama spoon every night. They don't care at all. You have the McCloskey's charged with multiple felonies in St. Louis right now by a corrupt Soros bought and paid for Kim Gardner prosecutor absolutely corrupt to the hinges Kim Gardner she doesn't care she's locking people up who didn't commit a crime I watched the entire McCloskey video just like I watched the entire Jake Gardner video there is no crime just because you got the Black Lives Matter people come and say oh we want justice you tell them to go and pound sand get out of my face you're wrong we are going to choose the truth just I wish everybody would just choose the truth I wish the media would just report the truth. If you don't know it, you say, we don't know it. And that's the truth. If pastors would just preach the truth, instead of having an alternative agenda, an ulterior motive, just go with the truth every time. Well, people in Black Lives Matter are going to be wrong. This James Spurlock was seen in video just prior to, and listen to the corrupt media report it. James Spurlock was seen moments earlier breaking windows as part of the protest. How is that part of a protest? How is it part of a protest to be breaking windows? What does that have to do with protesting anything? And see, this Jake Gardner knew it. He was first deemed innocent. He was not criminally charged at all. And then the thugs come and convince the DA to press charges for manslaughter terroristic threats and two other felonies he, he's saying what's going to happen to me for the rest of my life i'm going to be he's 30 something years old to be locked in prison womanless for the rest of his life no family is protecting his 64 year old father who you saw got just tossed i mean just shoved to the ground and he's the one going to prison they don't care that's the country we live in that's why i tell you cops if you work in Atlanta, get out. Portland, I don't know why you're still there. Get out. This is what they'll do to you. If you get involved in an officer-involved shooting, you think you're going to get a fair trial? That's what Jake Gardner did. He killed himself on the day that he was supposed to turn him in because a warrant was issued for his arrest. And he killed himself. Well, he thinks, you know what? There's no. I have no hope. I have no hope. If the thugs can convince the DA to wrongfully and fraudulently charge me, what hope do I have in a jury trial? You're just going to risk it all? You look at the justified shooting in Atlanta where they've hauled out Garrett Rolfe, the police officer who shot the suspect in the Wendy's parking lot, completely and totally justified. And he's, he's on trial for his life, felony murder under the mayoral ship of Keisha Bottoms, another Soros bought and paid for acolyte. People are like, those are false. Those are rumors. Anytime Fox News, you're not allowed to talk about Soros. 
Yeah, there's a reason why you're not allowed to talk about Soros. Because he's spreading money all over the place and he's buddies with people. It's a good old boy system going on in the United States. No, thank you. I'll go ahead and choose the truth. But the facts were that Spurlock attacked him from behind. You saw it on the video. After This was after Gardner had warned off, warded off two other attackers by giving warning shots. All the suspects were Black Lives Matter rioters. And this guy kills himself. I don't, I don't agree with him killing himself. He should have fought. Should have fought and prayed and become a Christian and prayed and prayed his way out of it. But he didn't. But that death is on the feet, is at the feet of LeBron James. That death, all the deaths, are at the feet of Democratic politicians who push a false Black Lives Matter agenda, saying that white police officers are a grievous threat to the lives of black men and women. They are not at all, statistically speaking, not at all. Complete and total lie. All right, from this week, tweet, this week, ABC. Nancy Pelosi says, we have options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now, Speaker Pelosi tells George Stephanopoulos. When pressed on what Democrats would do if President Trump and Republicans push a Supreme Court nomination ahead on, of November 3rd, this was her response. Play it for me. As I said, on Friday, I started their early voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We Back take an oath. How, rewind it to that weird point, Aaron, if you can. How in the world can anybody vote for these people? I mean, not only are they immoral, godless, evil people, I mean, just absolutely demonic human beings, but you know what else? They're, they're weird. How would you, I mean, how do you respond to a question like that? I mean, it, it really is like she's under alien influence. Like somebody suddenly clicked the switch and said, go to weird mode, go to weird mode. Play it again for me. It's out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. The, uh, so weird. <laughs> Back to me. So, I mean, so weird. How would anybody walk into a voting booth and pull the lever for such weirdness? All right. You got Chucky and Sandy. This is from Steve Guest on Twitter. Chucky and Sandy at the podium. And, you know, I want you to notice all the advertising around. This is obviously CNN. They always uh, perpetually leave up the Corona. I'm reading it myself. Corona virus pandemic. Total cases, 30 million deaths, 958,000 in the United States, 66. Uh, uh, well, hey, wait, wait, that can't be right on the deaths. Joe Biden said we had 200 million deaths on Corona. Okay. Um, I guess they're off, but in the United States, uh, six, 66 million, 700,000 cases, 199,000 deaths. Allegedly they leave that up perpetually all the time because they think that it's going to hurt Trump some way. The other part, breaking news, Schumer, we only need two more senators to say they will abide by Ginsburg's wish. It's just endless propaganda. Ginsburg's dying wish that I documented 
on Saturday was that nobody would be nominated prior to the election. Well, that's tough. Dying wishes don't have any sort of constitutional fortitude whatsoever. Well, you got Chucky and Sandy, AOC, at the podium, asked if they would consider impeachment of Trump. Impeachment. If he nominates a Supreme Court justice, would they consider impeachment? Play it for me. Well, you know, I think um, I, I believe that certainly there has been an enormous amount of law breaking in the Trump administration. I believe that Attorney General Barr is unfit for office and um, and that he has pursued potentially law breaking behavior. That being said, um, this is these are procedures that are in decisions that are largely up to House Democratic leadership. But um, but I believe that also we, we must consider, again, all of the tools available to our disposal and that all of all of these options should be entertained and on the table. Congresswoman, Aaron, if you could get them both frozen for me if you can. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Mask wearing Christians. Who are you in lockstep with? Just so you know, there that is. If you're a mask wearing Christian, a mass capitulating conservative, that is who you are in lockstep with. All of them, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, Chucky Schumer are all just mask to the yin yang proponent. That's who they are. Absolute mask man. They all, all, everybody in that picture has called for a mask, a, a nationwide mask mandate. Everyone. So if that's you, ask yourself, who do I want to have something in common with? Those two right there will stand before God and they will answer for all the unborn babies that they are responsible for their deaths. All they will answer for. They will answer for gay marriage. They will answer for all of their immoralities. And if you are somebody who has anything in common with them as a Christian, ask yourself, why do they believe in a mask? All because of fake science. Why do you believe in a mask? You believe what they believe. Your theology is their theology. So here we are. We are on this whole push now for a Supreme Court nomination. Now you have to watch for the tactics of the left because they never change. The tactics of the left, they'll always tell you that they're getting death threats. Watch it. They always do. It's just like the city council in Minnesota that voted to defund the police, but have now hired their own private police force for their own protection because they got what? Uh, death threats. They always, the tactics of the left are always the same. Now this is from the conservative daily Post, is where I pulled all of this information. What they did to Kavanaugh is their, it's their, it's, it's right. They must have a playbook hidden somewhere in some vault because whenever they have a situation, they have to deal with a contra, what they consider to be a controversial situation to deal with. They must go and pull this book out of the, out of the vault called the tactics of the left, because it's the same thing every time. Look at what happened to Kavanaugh. I put together a list of his false accusers. They were all, every last one of them turned out to be false. They don't care. Again, they don't care. What if, what if one of these false accusers wasn't found out to be false? They were false the whole time, but nobody ever proved it. And the guy ends up going to jail. You think that would bother the Democrats? They don't care. And see, we sit back in our houses, have our meals every night, watch entertainment, do all those things. I do it too. Do all those things. 
And we think that it'll never happen to us. Dinesh D'Souza has an interesting piece about that where he felt the same way too until he was arrested for giving a $20,000 campaign donation. Not receiving one, not benefiting from it, but a $20,000 campaign donation to a Republican candidate. He was arrested and put in prison. That's who they really are. They really are Stalinists, folks. They will put you in prison. If there's any chance of getting away with it, they will put you in prison. They will do it. But here's what they did to Kavanaugh. Judy Monroe Lighton, the Washington Times reports that Judy Monroe Lighton admitted to making a false accusation against Kavanaugh because she was against his nomination to the United States Supreme Court. Monroe Lighton wrote, I am Jane Doan from Oceanside, California. Kavanaugh raped me. She sent that to senators in an email. She admitted that she fabricated the accusation and that she has never actually met Justice Kavanaugh. I was angry and I sent it out. Sounds like those videos we played earlier, right? The woman screaming. She told, she told investigators, I was angry and I sent it out. She said the story of a backseat, backseat car rape by Kavanaugh was a tactic to halt the judge's confirmation to the Supreme Court. The anonymous updated letter was received by none other than Democratic Senator Kamala Harris of California in September and was publicly released with Kavanaugh's testimony on the committee's website on September 26th. Then you have Christine Blasey Ford, the initiator of all this crap, who says that she was sexually molested by Kavanaugh at a high school party. She has no date, no location, no witnesses. She actually proffered witnesses. All of them contradicted her testimony. But yes, she was believed and given days of testimony and handled very softly in a softball fashion by Republicans. And they shouldn't. They should have let Trey Gowdy have at her. Christy Blasey Ford, California professor, initially came forward anonymously in a July letter to the leading Democrat of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein, who had a Chinese spy driving around as a chauffeur for 20 years, accusing Kavanaugh of sexual assault at a high school party in 1982. No date, no location, no witnesses, nothing. She should have never even been heard. Well, you have to believe everybody. No, you don't believe everybody. You invest what you investigate what everybody says. That's it. And they don't believe them. They don't what happened, what happened to Kamala Harris? She said she believes all the accusers until she was running with Joe Biden, and he's been accused of several unlawful touchings in a sexual manner. Then you had Julie Swetnick. Two of the individuals the committee wanted refer the Republican committee refer referred some of these false accusations, some of these false witnesses for prosecution. Two of the individuals the committee wanted referred for criminal conduct was lawyer Michael Avenatti and his client Julie Swetnett for falsifying information to the committee in a claim she had witnessed the nominee. Judge Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, and a group of his friends getting drunk at a college party and gang raping women. Julie Swetnick said this. Why is she not in jail? Why is she not in jail? This isn't the first time Mr. Avenatti has forced accusations of legal misconduct. Has faced legal accusations. Let me read that again so I get it right. It's not the first time Mr. Avenatti has faced accusations of legal misconduct. The plagued attorney, this is from the Washington Times, 
is best known for his representation of porn star Stormy Daniels, is going on trial Avenatti in April on claims he stole $300,000 from Miss Daniels in a book deal. He's also been charged with criminal extortion after attempting to blackmail Nike for $20 million. And by the way, he was convicted of that. So what did the media do with 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 uh, with Avenatti? What's his first Michael? Is it Michael Avenatti? I want to say his name right? Yes. Yeah, Michael Avenatti. What did the media do with Michael Avenatti? Play that video for me. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law, and is he really thinking about running for president? <laughs> Joining me now live, the man himself, Michael Avenatti. Let's talk to somebody who understands the system very well. Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Michael, thanks so much for being Morning. here. Did you talk to Stormy Daniels last night? What was her reaction? Did the president just get a new challenger for 2020? Stormy Daniels lawyer Michael Avenatti may have just tossed his hat into the ring. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking idiots. you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. First, let me take a moment to brag on my former student. This dude right here, I think of him as in a Justice League with Robert Mueller to save our democracy. A nine-year-old boy has been reunited with his mother in Guatemala. And the person who helped make this happen, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and potential presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. What do you say to critics who say this is a publicity stunt? Doing good work, having kids reunited with their parents. I mean, my record speaks for Nike. Probably one of the biggest stars we have at this dinner tonight, of course. This is Michael Avenatti. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. 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 Please welcome Michael Avenatti. Yeah, I, I do think that, uh, that Trump is afraid of you. Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. I'm not your normal lawyer. Yes, you are something of a folk hero now. Let's be honest, the whole reason that we're in love with you and Stormy is because we think you guys are the tip of the spear. Now you bring it back to me. So you see, that was their reaction to Michael Avenatti. Then you had Jeffrey Catalan, also another Kavanaugh false accuser, whom the committee referred to, referred for prosecution, but is not named in the letter, made a false allegation that the nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, assaulted a friend on a boat in Rhode Island in 1985. That man, identified as Jeffrey Catalan in media reports at the time and via his Twitter handle in early Senate documents, eventually admitted the claim was not true and apologized on Twitter. Now, does all this sound familiar to you? Because it's what they do every time. Do you hear all those false accusations? They said, Julie Swetnick said that she saw Brett Kavanaugh gang rape women. Christy Bozzi Ford says that Brett Kavanaugh uh, sexually assaulted her in some form or fashion with no, basically no remembrance, no date, no time, and no witnesses whatsoever. I mean, what was it? I'm trying to think of all the other. There's so many accusations on here. She, uh, you have uh, Judy Monroe Lighton. Uh, Kavanaugh raped me. Does this sound familiar to you? Because it should. For those of you who are old enough to remember this, which some of you won't, remember when the Democrats trotted out Anita Hill. Do you remember that? They, you know, again, it's just a typical Democratic Party playbook. They go to their secret vault, open up and say, what do we do? 
when a when a Republican president nominates somebody to the Supreme Court that we don't like. Well, you know what really works great. You can their playbook is accuse them of Russian collusion. They did that to John McCain, and then John McCain being the little backbiting traitor piece of garbage he is. And yes, I said piece of garbage he is. Then he he takes the steel dossier and peddles it all over Washington. The very thing they did to him. He saw them doing it to Trump and he peddles it to Democrats. A little, oh, what a little traitor, a little selfish little worm John McCain is. But this is what they do every time. Remember when the Dems trotted out Anita Hill to defame and destroy Clarence Thomas. Do you remember that? Do you remember what her claims were? Remember this? What she claimed was is that Clarence Thomas repeatedly hit on her, said sexual things to her, tried to have an affair with her. Well, Clarence Thomas, and I want you to notice when Joe Biden's beady little face shows up in this video, Clarence Thomas fought back. Play it for me. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill, that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion? Or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner? How would any person like it. The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. 
to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. All right, no better place to finish than that. I hope everybody's going to do good tonight. I hope you're doing good. Listen, we need to like and share this as much as we can. Obviously, we've taken a massive hit in viewership. We are alive with about 650 people last week. We are obviously way less than that now. So like and share this as much as you possibly can. And let's close in prayer. You ready? Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we lift up Dan Bongino to you. We know that he's a Christian man. Pray over his body, Lord. There's been a diagnosis that we do not like, and we bind that diagnosis. We receive that all those growths in his body, Lord, there's been, I think, two growths in his body, Lord, that they don't really know what it is for sure yet. We know one of them is not cancerous. Don't know what the other one is. I wasn't sure. Lord, we just pray and receive his healings. By your stripes, Lord, we know that we are healed, and we receive this for him. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray your blessings and your abundance upon all that are watching and praying right now. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen and amen. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a great Thursday.